Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast. Oh my god, Chris, so much to dig into for this <laughs> episode 271 for April 3rd, 2022. Uh, I'm Marty. And I'm Christoph, and uh, we are, I guess, I guess, on the tail end of um, WWF Mania Weekend with Todd Pettengill hosting all the festivities. <laughs> Him and Stephanie something, something or other. Winelands? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been an absolutely crazy whirlwind week of professional wrestling uh, from uh, WrestleMania raw all the way through to WrestleMania last night. Or, you know what? If I want to call the shot of what was actually the latest show, uh, black label pros norm event. Which I mean, that started held, like midnight last night. Right? Yeah. It was held after WrestleMania to a whopping 75 people. Yeah. No fucking shit. <laughs> You're starting a show at midnight. You dumb, stupid people. What the hell? Look, I like wrestling as much, maybe more than the next guy, but Jesus Christ, there is such a thing as too much wrestling. Yes, okay? there, there, there is. is a limit, but uh, and and also there's a limit to uh, the attention span of, of what things we can dig into and talk about. Um, it, uh, like we we talked about it last week, the the, the schedule of, of all the shows and everything. Yeah, I, I think it's clear. Probably the biggest thing we're going to talk about is last night's WrestleMania card, uh, a show I tapped out on very early. Oh, uh, you did you did tap out. I was wondering your your text kind of simmered down, so I was like, maybe you went to bed. I'll stop blowing. Yeah, up. yeah. I I tapped out early. Uh, you watched the full show with the Leica lads. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The Russell I, Bros were all all together. I, I I caught up on 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 a lot of the the uh, ups and downs of the show. Yeah. Uh, reviews mostly positive. It sounds like. Uh, yeah, the Twitter. It's I mean you know. Yeah, I like to think I've curated a an, an okay timeline, but it's yeah, stuff yeah. just seeps through, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, personally, I am feeling today. Uh, you know, we've we've got WrestleMania Sunday still to go, mm-hmm. um, which has I don't know two matches that that look promising. Uh, um, Edge and AJ, and then the uh, the Brock Lesnar Roman match. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. Well, which, we have a, we have a new day tag that got bumped from last night. Yeah, tonight. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> gotta love that. A, a big storyline tag built off of a legit injury. Yeah, uh, that isn't good enough for the show. Um, and and again, we'll we'll talk about why yeah. that happened. Um, I I'm feeling right now like I did in 2019, which is. I took the time to on Friday instead watch Supercard of Honor. Right. And I'm feeling a lot better about my decision. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> than to go, you know what? I'm going to 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 dig into the four hour or six with pre-show 
Yeah, but the Russell pre-show was a, a, a nothing burger. All yes. it was was uh, – well, as I tweeted, if you saw and follow her on the Twitter, yeah. it was it was reeking of desperation. The yeah. WrestleMania pre-show, it was all panel, and it was two hours uh, prior to the actual show going live at 8 p.m. Yeah. And it was, you know, Kayla Braxton looking right, by the way, um, just doing her – damnedest to keep these old farts and young irrelevant people uh on track he had you know it was, it was a rotating panel of, of booker t and jerry lawler and jbl jbl and... who appeared to be wearing a rubber jbl mask <laughs> i think uh jbl's retirement uh has found his well, way to the craft services table um not that he, i have he zero... appeared to be pickled <laughs> Maybe he just, you know, drinks shots of vinegar. I don't yeah, know. I don't it's, know. I don't know. You know, and, oh, and, he, he's and, he's following the advice of all those banner ads I see on non reputable web <laughs> reputable websites. Yes, yes. Just a little apple cider cider vinegar. Yeah, apple he, cider vinegar. He's he's doing with everything. Sh- shots of vinegar, and what he's doing is he's taking the the prepackaged pickling spice and he, he's grinding <laughs> it up in a coffee grinder and doing bumps of it yes. uh, to try and recreate that feeling. So yeah, I believe yeah. JBL is currently a pickle wreck. <laughs> good lord good lord um, but anyway yeah the the pre-show sucked you had the no other no Walter. action no act no matches all video packages yeah all and all the same ones we would see later in the night before the and matches that right there is key problem number fucking one that the was video f- packages in, in the pay-per-view or in the pre-show in well pick a lane is, is what i'm getting at well I mean, look, it, it, it's it's always been a tradition that there are some video packages that air on, like, I mean, this goes back to Sunday Night Heat before a pay-per-view. Well, you yeah. T- you try to sell the show, so you're going to show the video package that you're going to have either the exact same or an extended version thereof right. on the pay-per-view. I get it. This is, this is Wrestling 101. AEW does it. Ring of yeah. Honor did it on Friday. I'm not, I'm not calling out the the concept of it being a problem. However, when you have a four hour show, sorry, uh-huh. six hours of show. Uh, the pre-show doesn't count. Okay. Well still, four hour show. Let's look at the Saturday night show itself. Look at the, the pay-per-view. Four part. hour show. Yeah. Where you had what could have easily been a proper three hour pay-per-view. And instead you are not just showing these lengthy video packages about the matches. You're showing lengthy video packages about matches that weren't even on the night's card. Very confusing. I can complain about the commercials too, but that's its own thing. Uh, I, I, it, something I learned, which is funny, is sometimes when there are video packages, like there's a Bobby Lashley video package shown last night. Mm-hmm. That's where Peacock inserts the ads. Mm. So if if you are are not paying for the the premium ad free version, I you see. get you know other ads instead. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, that could have been a three hour show. Instead, WrestleMania was never going to be a three hour show. Instead, it's a four hour <laughs> show with a match cut out entirely. Yes. And an entrance that got cut too. Drew McIntyre was supposed to have a special entrance that got cut. That was a second match. Still, they they <laughs> had to do these things to make up for time, including with an opening match that got cut short due to a legit injury. Right. So they should have had extra time there. 
but they still had to cut Drew's entrance. Yeah. And yet they still did a bunch of special entrances. Yeah. And okay, so I've got a gripe. Mm-hmm. And this is not specifically a WWE problem. Yeah. <sighs> Get to the fucking action. Okay. Yes. Uh, do I need every Bianca Belair WrestleMania match to start with her looking around and smiling at the crowd for five minutes? Yeah. Do I need FTR and Briscoes to not even lock up until five minutes into their match? Cause they're, you know, the crowd is, Get to the fucking action. All right. The crowd's already eating out of the palm of your hands. Yeah. Delaying that is not going to make the match that much better. It annoys the fuck out of me. There, I, I will say there's a certain of the letting the moment breathe that is becoming a meme up until the point of pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Yeah. I mean, you, you can let it breathe, but don't let it fucking hyperventilate. Yeah. yeah. When, <laughs> when, just... when this concept started, it was not a bad one. Like pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Sure. It was fine. However, yeah. once everyone does it, you've totally fucked it out. And and right. that, that, that's where we are. Like, I could sit here and say I thought it was effective at the beginning of FTR Briscoes, a match we will talk about significantly later on in the show. Um, but I get your point. Everyone has to have the moment breathe and, and feel the crowd and let the big fight feel play out. And at a, at a point, you are just reducing yourself to parody, which is what yeah. a lot of the top of the show. That, that's, that's why I tapped out early. The top of the show felt Garbage. comically <laughs> bad. It was, it was the show definitely progressed, uh, got better as it progressed. I, yeah. I will, you know, as the very vocal anti WWE guys, I've been the past couple years, the yeah. show definitely got better. I mean, it definitely peaked with still a couple of segments and matches to go, but sure. It sure. it got better as it progressed. Yes. Well, uh, the the show kicked off with uh, three separate intros. Yeah. Uh, as we first had the performing of America the Beautiful by uh, a country rocker who has a name generated by the NXT name, name generator, that being yeah. Brantley Gilbert. I, I mean, it, if I see anybody with the name Brantley in person, I don't care if it's an infant, I'm hitting you. Okay. That name is just fucking terrible. I went and got more wings during this. uh, I don't blame you. Call me unpatriotic. I don't give a fuck because I did not give a fuck about this guy singing America the Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's more an indictment of him than where you live. Yeah. Um, The Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders came out and performed a Thunderstruck by ACDC. Sure, uh, great. ACDC, Vince McMahon's favorite band. So, um, well, that's what that there's been no rock and roll band since ACDC and in Vince yeah. McMahon's uh, eyes. Only Bad Bunny. There's only Bad Bunny. And then, pulling out the checkbook, we had an opening video a la the Super Bowl, <laughs> which featured Mark Wahlberg putting over the action. Uh, I've, I've got some audio from that, Chris. Oh, if, great. If you let me play it out. Yeah. Upon the examination. Galaxies of space. Images begin to appear. Images of strange and powerful forces. But of all the forces in the universe, the two most powerful Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. Is that the actual intro from WrestleMania 6? Champion versus champion. Title for title. It's the Ultimate Challenge. It's WrestleMania! 
And then just want to say hi to your mother for me. For the love of God, coke up Vince, throw him in a in a booth, and make him record intros for WrestleMania Sunday. No, I, I will wholeheartedly disagree. I do not need to hear Vince McMahon's voice ever again. I mean, come on, come on. Here, here's WrestleMania eight. Wrestling Federation proudly presents WrestleMania! Yeah, but Vince Champion, in 2022 sounds like he's got a mouthful of marbles. The number one contender, the Macho Man! <laughs> it's just, oh god, like... By the time they got to the, the, the Seth Rollins surprise opponent bit and they yeah. showed the video with Vince talking, you know, the continual melting of Vince and Kennedy McMahon and yes. the, the, you know... Pretty soon. By the coward Nick Khan. Yeah. The, the voice <laughs> is going to uh, essentially be the, the scream voice modulator. That's yeah. that's the kind of direction Vince McMahon's voice is going in. And yes. I never need to hear him talk again, nor do I ever need to see him again. Uh, Just fair. You know, fair. Uh, but yeah, they had Mark Wahlberg uh, doing the intro. And then Michael Cole and Pat McAfee kicked off the show uh, as we had uh, a little bit of Spawn Con right from the jump <laughs> uh, as uh, Rick Boogs introduced Shinsuke Nakamura and uh not only was his performance sponsored by but their gear appeared to be sponsored by the new yeah. version of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yes. Uh interesting bit of product placement there. I mean, you know, I thought it was a family oriented business and yeah. so they're they're hawking a, a malted beverage? Yeah, I guess Alcoholic? so. I guess so. Uh well, you know, they're they're hip with the kids. So uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember my senior week when Smirnoff Ice was all the rage. <laughs> Um, during this, uh, Pat McAfee <laughs> was dancing on the announce table and sure enough to continue history. This is what my wife saw of WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. But yeah. it was Nakamura and Rick Boo. Did she file papers yet? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, no, Although okay, she right. is going to Florida for the week. So, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that was, uh, was that just, uh, she spurred that on you last night after watching that segment. <laughs> Or was that a plan? Well, we'll see uh, if she comes back. <laughs> get away. Okay. Is she taking the cats? That's no, the no, question. no. The cats are okay. Then you're so, safe. Yeah. Uh, but it was Nakamura and Boogs against the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. Yes. Um, not a bad match for as long as it went, just under seven minutes. But there was a spot where uh, Boogs was looking to do a double Samoan drop on the Usos, or as it would be called in this instance, a drop. And in oh. turn, he goes down clutching his knee. I thought this was just selling. I did, too, until I didn't see him get back on the apron in a couple minutes. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usos end up going over, hitting the 1D, their version of the 3D, uh, to retain the tag titles. Is that because day one is H? Exactly. I exactly. See. Um as it turns out, Rick Boogs legitimately uh, tore a quad and dislocated his patella while doing Ouch. this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they called an audible because Nakamura and Boogs were supposed to win the SmackDown tag titles. Man, that sucks. I yeah. feel bad for Boogs. That's a tough That's a tough go, man. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we had a video package looking at Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville, a match happening the next night. I don't remember watching that package. Hello there. Maybe I went to get more wings. Don't blame you because the next match was Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Uh, I remember watching the fucking intro to this match and just being just in awe that what I was watching was on my TV screen at WrestleMania of all places. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, These two matches back-to-back were basically just like a bog-standard SmackDown hour. Yeah. Yeah. There there was nothing truly exciting about it. No. Nothing that Um, makes me want to go back and start watching weekly WWE. That's for goddamn sure. The most exciting bit out of it was uh, Corbin ended up kicking out of the end of days. The first person to do so. McIntyre did. Oh, yeah. Sorry. uh, McIntyre kicked out of it. uh, Corbin hitting the end of days. Um, First person to kick out of it. I, I possibly ever. Uh, I think fun, ever is what I saw. The The fun part about this is during the press this week, Corbin was putting over the fact that it had never been kicked out of. So there's part of me that wonders that if someone backstage heard that went, Oh, Oh, we're kicking out of that this weekend. That's, <laughs> that's happening. He put his own, uh, <laughs> yeah, put his own finisher on blast. That's uh, hilarious. If that was the case, cause that guy is just the worst. He's not a good wrestler. The gimmick is stupid. Awkward. He looks, yeah, I, and, and happy Corbin and madcap Moss. Yeah. Like the same people who brought you the most stupendous weekend in sports entertainment. Yeah. I started taking a drink of whiskey every time that somebody said stupendous and I was hammered by the second match. <laughs> Luckily Russell um, drove. Uh, Drew McIntyre ends up uh, winning the match with a Claymore. Then after the match, he pulls out his sword, Angeler. And I'm sorry, the sword's name is what? Angela? Like, from who's the boss? I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, from who's the boss? Yeah. Okay. Angela. All right. Uh, I mean, I guess Andriel was taken, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mad Cat Moss tries to get in the ring. Drew backs him off with the sword. Then he uh, cuts the top ring rope, and instead all of the ropes fall. Uh, so something did not go exactly to plan there. Yeah. I, I mean... Was it a gimmick rope or was the sword legit? Because the way that sword bent in the still frame, yeah, did not I, make... I think it was. Uh, I, I think it was gimmicked, but I don't think all the ropes were supposed to fall. I, I feel like something did not go the way it was supposed to. There, yeah. Well, luckily the sword the sword didn't shatter. Shatner. Yeah. Sword. The sword didn't shatter. <laughs> if we're going full Scottish here. Um, then we had the Miz oh, Logan Paul against Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I hate to say this, but Logan Paul looked cool as fuck in his gear. Look, I I, I have zero um, really knowledge of a Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. He's the one that does the boxing. Uh, th- they both do now. Okay, but, but he's the one who is mostly known for the boxing. Yeah. Okay, well, his brother on the pre-show sounds like he has a second grade reading level but um he logan was the one in the match yes yes logan was in the match logan looked like physically looked and performed pretty damn well all things considered he hit some uh some solid moves he totally gets being a heel yeah because i guess you know he's kind of hated everywhere throughout most of his life he is yes um so Uh, he's the one who was involved in the Sami Zayn uh kevin owens match last year right and was he also the guy at the japanese suicide force or was that yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i saw a great take on twitter which is there should be a spot where uh someone goes for a suicide dive and logan paul has his phone out trying to film it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love it yeah the the match you know the match itself was was fine i mean you know it's your, it's your typical wrestlemania celebrity match um but you know coming off of the rave reception bad bunny has gotten in his past two appearances i guess logan paul was like well i can do that shit uh and he did i thought he he performed pretty well 
you know, the Mysterios are the Mysterios. They got their shit in. There were some fun moments in there, and Miz is going to Miz. So, yeah, it's this was just a typical WWE WrestleMania match. Of note, Logan Paul getting a shit ton of heat in Texas by doing his own Eddie Guerrero homage. Yeah, yeah, which was like one of, what, five Eddie Guerrero homages we've seen in the past couple of days or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in that match in and of yeah, itself, too. Right. Because uh, um, uh, Dominic's gear was based off of the Wind Worlds Collide gear that uh, Eddie wore. Um, I mean, that's his father. Final, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. That, 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 that's his poppy. That's his daddy. Uh, um, weirdly enough, Ray's the one who ate the pin here. Uh, I mean... Whatever. I mean, who's going to hurt the legacy of Rey Mysterio at this point? I'm just saying Dominic's there. Like, Dominic was the Bushi of this match. Just <laughs> the absolute screaming, blinking Bushi of this match. Uh, maybe they're trying to, to make something of Dominic Mysterio. I don't now, know. Now, again, I, I lean to you because you watched a lot more of this show than me. Mm-hmm. Is Logan Paul one match in better than Dominic Mysterio? Uh... I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe, perhaps based on performance in this match, yeah. I might say so. But then again, the match was put together to make Logan Paul shine. So it's not really fair. Okay. Look, at me, look at me talking about fair and talking about WWE. This, <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> but, uh, okay, yeah. Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. Who would you say is the better? Um, I think Bad Bunny had some more flashier moves. Okay. But, you know, Logan Paul had a nice suplex and did some, you know, seemed to have some of the, the fundamentals down. He wasn't really stumbling around. He knew where he needed to be. I, th- I thought he did a pretty good job. He's he's in the top, uh, you know, definitely above the Snooky tier. Um, who, there we go. You know, was basically just some uh, some handsprings into an elbow. Uh, I'm trying to think of other big celebrity. Better than a Pete Rose taking a, uh, a, <laughs> a tombstone. A tombstone. A yeah. 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 Uh, including up to and as the San Diego chicken. Yeah. Better performance than uh, than WWE Hall of Famer Drew Carey, which pains me to say because I'm a huge Drew Carey fan. Uh, uh, Mr. T versus. Uh, I think Mr. T probably. I mean, it was a different era too back that's true, then. That's true. We we are comparing apples and oranges. And for what part. for what it was and what Mister T needed to do, I think he did pretty well way back then, way back when. Okay, but yeah, well, we, we can stop talking about Logan Paul now. Yeah, uh, well, post match, uh, inexplicably, uh, the Miz hits a skull crushing finale on Logan Paul. Miz gonna Miz, man. Uh, and I guess we're gonna get a follow up there where Logan Paul is a face, even though he's an incredible natural heel. Stephanie McMahon comes out and introduced Gable Stevenson to a general shrug uh-huh. from the yeah. quote unquote 75,000 in attendance. <laughs> um, yeah. Bianca Belair ends up beating Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, both competitors had special entrances for this. Becky getting not quite the Marvel Studios intro into the uh, old. Uh, uh, New Japan come out in mm-hmm. a uh, Hummer entrance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also uh, looked right, if you will. It was like part Lady Gaga, part David Bowie. Yeah, part what's all... her name from Paramore? A little bit of everything there. Lady <laughs> um, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, I was into that. Um, and then Bianca coming out with the big marching band. Yeah, uh, yeah from a historically black college. Yeah, so that, that was that was pretty cool. That was great. But again, you know, to, to circle back to my earlier complaint. 
get to the fucking action, ladies. Yeah. And once they did get to the action, this was the match of the night for me. Nice. nice. This was this was really, really good. Um, you know, Bianca Belair again proves that she's a superstar um, and performs at a high level on the big stage in there with, you know, one of the top ladies in the organization. So she's a she's she's a peer now. You know, she's no longer, you know, uh, uh, the, the Padawan has become the master. And, uh, yep, new Raw Women's Champion in that regard. Then we got to the fireworks factory, figuratively and literally, because uh, there was a <laughs> shit ton of pyro for this. Yeah. As it was Seth freaking Rollins against a mystery opponent. Seth comes out wearing what appeared to be a gigantic uh, kimono. On the outside, and then it looked like he looked like Oliver Platt from Ready to Rumble uh, underneath. <laughs> so... I'm not sure, you know, the, the king, uh, I'm not sure that's what he was going for or yeah. what, but, you know, sure, Seth, sure. Yeah, then the lights go out, there's a ton of pyro, lights go completely out. Yeah. And... Wrestling has more than one <laughs> royal family. Special boy entrance, retake. He even had the Cody Vader. Yeah, yep. Cody Rhodes... Same outfit, same, same music, yeah. Uh, same weird Homelander jacket, touched up tattoo. Yeah, that's that shit popped. Yeah, uh, and we even got the uh, the American Nightmare logo uh, as a big AR graphic. Yeah, wow, that's something I didn't I I didn't know I didn't need to see. Yeah, and uh, they went twenty two minutes uh, thereabouts. Uh, Cody ends up winning after three uh, crossroadses as Cody and Seth Rollins did their best to do a Triple H homage. There was also a bionic, bionic elbow in yes, there yeah. as well. Oh, and uh, Cody also did the cartwheel and stardust hand gesture. He did. In a futile attempt to win you back over. <laughs> uh, I can't say it worked. Um, the match was pretty good i mean you know definitely better than the earlier stuff uh in the night you know seth rollins is a great worker cody has his moments to shine uh and i feel like cody's style definitely fits more in with the wwe house style than does uh than it does in aews so um you know it 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 wasn't a match of the night it wasn't a five-star banger or anything like that but it told the story and you know if this feud must continue um then you know, sure, it'll it'll probably lead to another good match or so. But, and Cody you know, was definitely trying to get Hardway blood in that match too, because his well, his mean, forehead was rocked. When is like he I, not? I saw photos of him after the match because uh, yeah, um, he was doing a lot of press. Uh, not only was he oh yeah, uh, you know, doing stuff with WWE dot com. Uh, he did a special episode for The Ringer. Uh, talking about his uh, return to WWE. Uh, he also actually did the, the press scrum after the show, uh, but looked like he got rocked. But to me, the thing that was really kind of funny was the exact minute that Cody came out, uh, a story hit Variety, yeah, uh, where he did an interview talking about his return to the WWE, Um just to, to dig into that because it really sort of gives the the 360 view of, of why Cody did what he did. Okay. Uh, here's some fun quotes from it. Um, 
I told Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, Nick Khan, this very small circle of individuals, I told them what I truly believe, and it's that I'm the best wrestler in the world. Uh, and to go further uh, with it, I actually don't think there's a close second. But with that said, the opportunity now exists to prove it, and that's what I'm most excited about. Um, I mean, that's hysterical. Um, look, I understand, you know, if you don't think you're the best, then yeah, why, why, are, you why are you doing it? If you don't want to headline WrestleMania and be the champion, why are you doing it sort of thing? I, I get that, but I feel like Cody's kind of taking it to a delirious level. <laughs> not not the wrestler delirious, yeah, but yeah, yeah. With a person with delirium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, okay, buddy, like... <laughs> Let's get a let me get a, a mental status exam on this guy. Uh, yeah. Um, and said, uh, you know, different person or not. I'm still a little kid that meant uh, that I mentioned in an AEW promo that wants what my dad didn't get. And I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't want to jinx it. But, you know, he went to Madison Square Garden, stood across from superstar Billy Graham, and he held it in his hands. The goal of mine. And it was taken away because that was the context of the match. I understand that now as an adult, but as a kid, that was the only reason I ever wanted to get in so that I could get what he didn't get. So laying it out there. Superstar's dick? Because he... (laughs) What it was? He held it in his hands and then it went away. He he is back (laughs) because he wants to be WWE champion. Sure. I mean, and in a non-Roman Reigns, um, uh, you know... Uh, controlled, I guess. Not not really controlled, but, you know, yeah. storyline-wise controlled. WWE, that's yeah. a possibility, but... Yeah. Um, I, I don't see, well, I don't see Vince, Vince McMahon putting Cody over either Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns at any time. No, 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 no. Or no, if any time ever. If, if I am to guess what's going to happen, to the what I think is the closest path to Cody Rhodes as WWE champion... It is whatever. So th- this goes off the theory, and and there's a there's a scoop which underlines my theory. So I'm gonna have that in a moment. I think it's clear Brock wins. No, okay. sorry, not Brock wins. Roman wins. Brock drops the belt. Uh, I think it's clear then that there's going to be something on Raw to establish a new champion. I think Cody wins that. Oh, okay. I I don't think he is going to beat Roman. I don't think he's going to beat Brock. I think, however, you know, him and Seth or him and KO or something like that in the finals, whatever to do, they have to decide a new WWE champion. He will win that. So both it's title for title tonight. It, yeah, it's winner takes all. But then they don't get to keep the other belt because they're on the no, other no, no, brand. They, they get to keep a belt. It's just undoubtedly they will decide a new champion later. Okay. All right. Because Roman's going to stay on SmackDown. Like he is, right. you know, Fox loves Fox. The dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not going to work two shows. He's too big a property to do that. And I think it would piss off Fox. hundred percent would. I mean, he and Brock were doing the rounds all this week on basically every possible show except for NXT. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I can, I can imagine that maybe he'll be on raw on Monday. Sure. But yeah, he's, he's not, He's not going to be the Raw champion long term. And I do think they're going to very much akin to Triple H being given big gold. Fuck. They're going to give Cody big gold. Oh, boy. Okay. Whatever. 
Um, but some, some of the other stuff in terms of what he was talking about was, um, he, you know, he did the interview with David Shoemaker at, at the ringer. He said, uh, um, leaving AEW was the easiest decision he's ever made. No bad blood. Uh, it was just time that show is doing well. People are getting paid that weren't getting paid. Uh, how much are you going to do for everybody else until you say, you know what? I want one for me. I felt like that tonight. It felt real good. He said, uh, it was time for me to move on. I wrestled everyone I wanted to wrestle. I didn't want to be a 15 time TNT champion or hold the belt hostage. I wanted to move on to maybe another piece of leather. Okay. All right. Um, Shoemaker also you can have him. <laughs> Shoemaker also brought up the promo uh, Cody cut prior to leaving AEW. Um, he said, I think everyone knew that something was wrong. I was so happy to set the table. Then Danielson came, Punk came, Adam Cole came. I can do my thing now and to be there for MJF, to be there for Sammy and the kids. Looking at the interview, I didn't know. But if I did know, I needed to get that out. Um, he emphasized that he has signed a full-time multi-year deal. Okay. Uh, and in the press scrum, one of the things that was really funny to me was he contradicted himself in so much as he was talking about how this decision was not at all about the money, but then told a story about how uh, when his child was born, he decided, holy crap, I need to make all the money. <laughs> <laughs> so sure, Cody, okay. who knows? Who knows what the real story? I mean, uh, the, the story is between three people, Cody, Tony Khan and, you know, God. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, it'll, it'll come out a couple years down the line. We wish him the best of luck. And, um, you know, I look forward to him getting future endeavored next year. Yeah. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your next feud with Madcap Moss. Yeah, exactly. Well, he'd have to move over to SmackDown for that. Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe we'll move Madcap over. He's become a big enough star sitting there throwing out dad jokes on the pre show last night. Fuck uh, me. I wasn't even paying attention. Uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair defeating Ronda Rousey in what was not the main event. Not the main event, not the best match of the night. Dusty um, finish, followed yeah. by a missed finish, followed by uh, Charlotte Flair winning with a kick to the face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looked like it hit flush, but yeah. still, yeah. Uh, match was okay. Uh, you know, I. we all know Ronda Rousey's a terrible human. And WWE learned it this week as, according to a uh, scoop from Brian Alvarez last night, uh, Ronda no-showed the uh, the Hall of Fame because she was pissed about not being the main event and threatened to not be there Saturday. Really? Yeah. Wow. So To be only... fair, she went on Ellen this week to promote the show and said she was going to be the main event. Well, but I mean, you know, uh, once again, Rhonda not doing great at um, understanding that it's a work. No, no. Well, she's not that bright. Uh, but, if I were to give any compliment to round uh, to Rousey, she's, she's got nice legs. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. Well, Charlotte retains and uh, this feud. Must end in you. Yeah, maybe <laughs> if, uh, if, Ron, if Ronnie's sticking around. Yeah. New Day versus Sheamus and Rich Holland, of course, got bumped. And then we had the KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which did actually turn out to be a match. Um, but what did your boy Marty say? Steve Austin will come out wearing a T-shirt, jean shorts, wrist taped up, wearing his knee braces. And it's going to be more a brawl than a match. 
Yeah. Um, no, there was no wrestling in this match. No, no. It, w- it was the old walk and punch. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's what Austin laid claim to in the late 90s during yeah. the doing you know during his run you know look back to him versus dude love and him versus kane and versus the undertaker you know all those you know post mania 14 feuds it was the walk and punch special and yeah, that's uh, what the people wanted to see that's yeah, what they gave him it's what they got uh you know that's what his knees out. were able to do <laughs> yeah austin comes out on his atv kicks over the ko show signs Owens gets all mad, says it's his show. Owens uh, wanted to sit down and talk, uh, didn't want to fight. Austin made fun of Owens' haircut. Uh, Owens made fun of Texas, said it's not as good as Canada. He'd rather live in Mexico than Texas. That's a great line. uh, Owens said that he tricked Austin onto the show. He's not looking to talk. He wants to fight. So uh, Owens wanted a no-holds-barred match. And uh, Austin said, you know what? I had my first match in Dallas. Let's have my final match in Dallas. So uh, there we were just uh, right about 14 minutes. It was a brawl. It was a lot of heat. It was all of the tricks going through tables, going over barricades. Austin took a fucking suplex on the concrete floor. Oh, I'm I am not. (laughs) Austin put forth the sweat equity to make it work. No doubt, no doubt. But, and Owens bumped his ass off. And oh, yeah. Loving it the whole time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we did the old uh, chair into the ropes, bounce back into the face, kick wham stunner. Mm-hmm. Austin wins, having to chug his own IPAs, which I imagine was difficult because yes. when it was, you know, the, the, the Steve Wazers, uh, yeah. that was more water than beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, not, the Broken uh, Skull IPAs are uh, a yeah. thick. That, that's a sipping beer. <laughs> that's a hearty. A hearty, not hearty. Uh, but then, of hearty. course, he uh, he called Byron into the ring and then gives him a beer and a stunner. So down yeah. goes Byron Saxton. Um, but the uh, show goes off the air with Steve Austin celebrating uh, as we end the first night of WrestleMania 38. 39, of course, will be next year in Hollywood. Yeah. Two nights as well. And uh, here's your big scoop. Uh, you know who was in the crowd last night, Chris? Uh, well, uh, about 50,000 people. Yeah, 50,000. They're calling 77. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's wife and mother. I did ch- I did catch uh, his mother in the crowd. Yeah. Yes. I wonder why they would be there, Chris. I mean... <sighs> I don't know. Last time I saw or physically saw his mother was that Royal Rumble in Philly that Justin and I went to. And he showed up to to, to help put over Roman Reigns. Yeah. 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 As as you see him in real time, go, ah, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's where we're at. This is bad. Um, I mean, you know. Yep. You think they're going to do the... Uh, set up next year's WrestleMania main event, the last One thing of WrestleMania. Thousand percent. Rock okay. Roman, undoubtedly, Los Angeles, California next year. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense. It's what they've been trying to do yeah. in building Roman as, you know, king god of WWE. Um, they they wanted to have this match, and uh, I think we're we're going to get the big angle. Uh, tomorrow night. I mean, look, all credit to him. Show started auspiciously, picked up, 
did what it needed to do. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm sad. I didn't catch all of it live. <laughs> if anything, I'm kind of glad I tapped out and was able to skip through things. Yeah. Um, we'll see how far I get in tonight's, if yeah. at all. Uh, but I'm glad that they delivered in a moment like this. And I will also just say best of luck to Cody here. If you missed our discussion on the Patreon episode with Justin, uh, we all made our predictions for where Cody will go. Mm-hmm. And I will just simply say, let's look and see where we're at. Yeah. By SummerSlam. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, uh, that, that of course was the, uh, first of, of the two major shows of the weekend, but there were a ton of minor shows all throughout Texas over the weekend. Uh, highs, lows, whole bunch of crazy action, uh, surprise appearances from talent on different shows. Um, high level, if you're looking for a guide of things to watch from this weekend, uh, we'll talk about the Ring of Honor show in a moment because I watched all of it. Chris, I know you watched uh, the match everyone's talking about. Um, yeah. I hear from uh, GCW's Bloodsport show, John Moxley, Biff Busick might have been the match of the weekend. Okay. Uh, that uh, was very highly spoken of. The WrestleCon uh, Super Show. Bandito Speedball Mike Bailey kicked off the show and was said to be, again, match of the weekend. I hear the Janela Spring Break shows pretty much were a swing and a miss. Really? Yeah. Uh, X-Pac tore his bicep and got concussed during it. Jesus. Um, he was working Joey Janela on night one and night two got super self-indulgent with the uh, clusterfuck being the majority of the show. Uh, and Joey Janela put, basically beating almost everyone. Although I heard Effie versus Minoru Suzuki was kind of ridiculous in a fun way. Okay. Um, there was a AAA show that I watched a little bit of. Uh, mostly missable. Impact had their Multiverse of Matches show, which is most notable for the return of Taya Valkyrie to Impact. She's okay. uh, going to be challenging Deanna Perrazzo at the Rebellion pay-per-view coming up. Um and then uh, the the show that everyone had eyes on and at the last moment, everyone showed up to, uh, <laughs> according to Tony Khan, 250 tickets became 2,000 once they announced nice. the FTR Briscoe's match. We're talking about Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor. Um, there was a pre-show uh, that I didn't expect filled with matches they hadn't announced. Uh, Cole Cabana beat Blake Christian. AQA defeated Miranda Elise, the Gates of Agony, uh, which are a team that's been on AEW Dark. That's uh, Khan, who is uh, MCW's oh, okay. own, and Toa Liana. Uh, they're part of the new Tully Blanchard Enterprises group. Uh, they okay. defeated the Shinobi Shadow Squad of Eli Isom <laughs> and Cheeseburger. Shinobi Shadow Squad. That's and, so stupid. I love it. Uh, Dalton Castle defeated Joe Hendry. Dalton Castle still rocking the... Uh, the back the rib tape. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The not rib tape. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe it'll heal. That's but, uh, the show started the very strong. Swerve Strickland defeating Alex Zane in a very good match, including some insane spots up to it, including Alex Zane hitting a poison Rana off the apron to the floor. Oh my God. On Swerve. Uh, Zane, <laughs> Zane and Blake Christian have the same problem. They both went to WWE they're both red-haired flyers, and they both decided what they needed now that they're on the indies is really elaborate entrance gear, and it makes them <laughs> both look very silly. 
Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I actually got like confused. I thought Alex Zane was Blake Christian at one point. I was like, wait, I thought this was he doesn't look like Blake Christian. What was it? Uh, I got confused. Keen listeners of the podcast will note that I have over the past few weeks said that Swerve is going against Blake Christian and Alex Zane alternatively uh, as we talking about the show. So <laughs> you're not alone. Um, yeah. But yeah, Swerve ended up winning that match. Very fun match. Uh, Ninja Mac did end up having his Ring of Honor debut. He was going against another Ring of Honor debut, the newest member of Tully Blanchard Enterprises, which was Brian Cage, who came out to a decent pop. Okay. Uh, This was Cage just murdering Ninja Mac, though, so not really what I would call a highlight for Mac. But he did get new music by Mikey Ruckus, so maybe he'll be part of the new Ring of Honor. I mean, I think Cage will fit well in Ring of Honor. Um, oh, yeah. yeah it's, tossing some of the little guys around. Definitely a better know. space for him <laughs> right Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jay Lethal defeated Lee Moriarty. Uh, this was what set up what ended up being a, a show-long angle as Jay Lethal, noted sex pest, uh, ended up <laughs> b- turning heel in this match. Uh, he had been teasing a heel turn. The past few weeks on AEW programming, yeah. and it happened here as he low blows Lee Moriarty to be able to hit the lethal injection for the pinfall. Post match, Matt Seidel, who was there supporting Lee Moriarty uh, while on a crutch due to a knee injury, uh, he got in the face of Jay Lethal. Lethal kicks the crutch out, so Seidel nice. fell down. Classic heel move. Uh-huh. And then uh, Sanjay Dutt, who was shown in the crowd because uh, he is an agent for AEW and presumably this Ring of Honor show, uh, got into the face uh, to uh, of uh, Lethal to try to talk sense into him. They talked about the longtime legit friendship the two had. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lethal ends up leaving the ring to a chorus of boos. So finally... More people than just me will be booing Jay Lethal <laughs> on AEW and Ring of Honor programming. Uh, Mercedes Martinez won the interim Ring of Honor World Women's Championship. I noticed that they say it in that order instead of Women's World Championship. They say World Women's Championship. Just kind of a weird little twist. Uh, but uh, this was fine. Uh, Willow Nightingale is charismatic as fucked, mm-hmm. uh, but she's she's still trying to put things together in ring, up to and including doing a moonsault uh, near the finish where it was all knee to Mercedes's chest, and you Ooh. could hear her lose her breath audibly on the show. Like, Willow hits it, and the next thing you hear from Mercedes is, <laughs> it was rough. Got knocked into the astral pl- plane by the ancient yeah. one there. Um, Mercedes hits the Brass City Sleeper to win by submission. And down the line, we're going to get her against Diana Perrazzo. What is Brass City? Uh, Where's she from? I, I think it's where she's from. Hang on. Let, let, brass. What city is known for their brass? Not Steel City. That's Pittsburgh. Brass City. Charm City would be Baltimore. Brass City is City. Waterbury, Connecticut. <laughs> that's, that's what the internet brought up. Wow, I would have been. Uh... Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if that's where Mercedes is from, but okay, all right. Then the match that again everyone's talking about. We've both watched it. It was FTR against the Briscoes, finally for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Chris, yeah, I'm going full five for this one. Hard to argue. Hard uh, to argue. This was uh, tag team wrestling, man, at yeah. its best. 
Yeah, FTR talks about how they feel like tag team wrestling is like the best art firm on the planet. Well, they showed Dallas, Texas yeah. for however long they went. 30 minutes? It was a long, heated, yeah. hate-filled brawl of a match. This absolutely rolled. Yes, it had, you know, kind of, you know, everything that you want in a match between these two. It had brawling moments. Mm-hmm. It had, you know... um, isolating your you know one opponent away from his partner you had stuff uh crazy spots on the outside yeah. almost everybody was bleeding yeah, <laughs> at yeah. one point except for i think i don't think um cash, cash didn't bleed he was no. the one who uh who was unscathed unscathed <laughs> although he only, I, I like realistically he could have gotten it hard way because when he they did that slingshot into, I think, Mark under the table yeah. or Jay. It was Jay because um, that's what busted Jay open yeah. or gave Jay time to blade. Either way, um, the table like jumped up and kind of landed uh, leg side down on Cash's face. It was pretty rough. Yeah, it was pretty rough. That was uh, that was a bummer there. But yeah, um, just fantastic uh reversals and using each other's finishers like briscoe's hit a big rig on dax um you know they were doomsday devices going for and just everything you know everything that you wanted to see we saw and it was really really good the the final big rig that ftr hit on mark Mm-hmm. Uh, just the knee just hit flush under the chin. It was perfect. Uh, and then you saw fucking cash fly out of the ring to hold Jay back to break yeah. up the yeah. pinfall. Oh, God. Beautiful. The, 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 the drama that they built in, yeah. in breaking up falls and preventing breakups and everything. Yep. Like it was a, a lot of times when there are matches that have build this long, cause they've been talking shit to each other for months. Yep. On, on the socials. A lot of times these matches don't necessarily capture all of the emotion that yeah. went into the build. Um, even if the matches are good, you know, so you tend to lose something. This, even though there were months of build leading to this moment, and honestly, who, you know, up until a few weeks ago, who would have thought this would actually be the match at the, the Supercard show? Um, it, it was fantastic. Uh, I, I have no notes. It was everything you wanted out of seeing these two teams against each other and FTR wins. They are now both the triple a and ring of honor tag team champions. Uh, everybody, you know, shows each other love, gets a big appreciation from the crowd. FTR decides to let the Briscoes hang out in the ring. They're getting a thank you Briscoes chant. Uh, and who runs out the young bucks and Brandon Cutler super kick party, baby. Yeah. Super kicks and a, uh, BTE trigger on Mark. Mark's just eating all the shit today. Yeah. Um, big, big, big hill. A melter driver on uh, Jay. I think. Yes. Yes. Correct. Uh, FTR runs back to make the save, <clears throat> chase them away. Bucks are in the, uh, uh, the stairwell entranceway area. They cut a promo against each other. Dax Harwood wants a match right then and there. Bucks refused the match, saying, uh, "You know, you can watch us on TV on Wednesday night. Not here tonight because we left Ring of Honor and then we bought it." Which <laughs> great line, great line. Uh, uh, and uh, nice. it was made for Wednesday. 
FTR Young Bucks round two for both the AAA and the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Oh, both up for grabs. Yes, both up for grabs. And according to Wrestling Observer Radio this morning, AAA is letting Tony Khan make the call about the tag belts. All right. Well, I mean, you know, either way, AAA wins. Oh, undoubtedly. I know the Young Bucks are going to be main eventing the next Triple Mania show. Uh, it's them against uh, Ray Phoenix and uh, okay. El Hijo del Vikino. Um, oh. Wait, Phoenix is clear to wrestle? Phoenix, well, the show's at the end of April. Okay. All so right. presumably he'll be okay to work. Okay. All right. You'll see. Um, and also, it's kind of weird that Vikingo is teaming with Ray Phoenix and, and not Penta. But I think Penta's going against uh, Ultimo Dragon on that show because they're doing that That's whole cool. mask tournament. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't be shocked for the Bucks to win, but then that means they have the Ring of Honor tag titles, which I guess right. maybe by their you know uh, inclusion here, I should assume that the Bucks will be in Ring of Honor moving forward. Um, anyway, you slice it. Uh, lots of great wrestling. I just want to take a moment to stand on the soapbox and say, I understand why, uh, at least if what Fightful reported is true. I understand why Warner Media is sketchy about allowing the Briscoes on AEW programming. Sure. What Jay said nine years ago was reprehensible. It's been nine years. I'd like to think that they've grown and developed as people, as much as two people from Sandy Fork, Delaware can. (laughs) It's clear that... They have grown as individuals. Otherwise, I don't think Effie would have worked with them as much as he had in recent memory. Fair. I feel like if Tony Khan does not sign them, they are letting a massive opportunity slip through their fingers. And to that point, if they're listening and they are, Impact, lock them the fuck up as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, have you? Did you get a chance to listen to the post ROH uh, scrum? Did Did Tony have any more details as to no. what's the common Ring of Honor? No. Okay. Um, you it, know, it, it sounds like things are going to be hybridized with AEW in so much as like Gresham is supposed to be on Dynamite this week. With okay. Both belts. That's cool. Uh, as As will the major debut that occurred. Which right. We'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. Um, but no word about like who's getting signed, who's not getting signed, that sort of thing. Well, you know, I, 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 I don't think Tony would let the Briscoes go away. So if he doesn't bring them into AEW proper, you know, he could still sign them and keep them on Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, w- being that he runs both companies. He could, you know, use the Briscoes to help boost, you know, uh, Ring of Honor by having his AEW tag teams go down to Ring of Honor and fight the Briscoes there. If if, yeah. if Turner was still super adamant about it. Yeah. Uh, you, we can still get a lot of those dream matches, which, you know, I don't care where I watch them as long yeah, as yeah, I yeah, can yeah. see them. So, so long as it's somewhere accessible. And so right. On. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it needs to happen. It's, uh, they They are an absolutely unreal team. They've been doing it for 20 fucking years and yeah. they deserve 
a real ass contract from a company with real ass TV. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, you know, and they both, you know, there's Jay is a fucking killer on his own. He had that like yeah. what year and a half long reign as as Ring of Honor title, yep. if not longer. Um, you know, and and Mark is goofy but he still is fucking really good they're both super solid in the ring um and you know they're unique they're they're really they're really fucking good i always forget how good they are because i don't watch them yeah. regularly yeah and then you know it's i think the last time i saw the bris were they even at that last ring of honor show we went to uh they were i'm trying to remember who they went against though i don't remember either I think it was like a mixed, uh, like two random people uh, in a, in a each, final battle. Uh, no, 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 we went to the one before that. Best in the world. Best in the world. Best in the world. Twenty twenty one. They went against. Uh, they went against Brian Johnson and PJ Black. It's just a random. Yeah, I, I figured. I, I remembered it yeah. was just two randos, but yeah. but yeah, uh, Briscoes are great. I hope they, you know, stick around somewhere where I can watch them and want to watch them and we get some good matches, you know, yeah. just basically just give me Briscoe's versus Lucha Bros is, is yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. I, I, I'm with you. <laughs> that was actually supposed to happen uh, in House of Glory. Uh, Amazing Reds fed in um, in New York a few weekends ago, but with Phoenix still out, it was instead uh, them against Penta and Arez from MLW. Oh, okay. so. Yeah. I did not realize that was uh, Amazing Reds. uh promotion the, well i guess technically uh unless something has changed which i think it has because i haven't heard anything about it since it's master p's fed really <laughs> there was a story uh right before covid that master p had bought house of glory wrestling is it, to make it does like the show open with make him say huh uh I, I i don't know but god damn it it should and they better have that fucking gold tank in the end right way. i mean i don't know if he can still afford the gold <laughs> tank but I'm sure the No Limit Soldiers ranks. I mean, I assume he was stupid enough to buy it outright, <clears throat> so it's still yeah. But if it's, it's collecting gold, dust I mean, somewhere, gold in New is Orleans. always gonna you know have solid value. So you know, collecting not dust sure the, the pixel and ink offices while he designed those amazing album covers. If you were Master P, which would you sell first, House of Glory or the Gold Tank? Uh, House of Glory, clearly. You <laughs> keep keeping that clearly. Gold Tank. Oh yeah. Rolling it down the streets of, uh, you know, Albany. I'm riding that around my neighborhood like it's a golf cart. That's, that's <laughs> what what kind of gas do you think the gold tank takes? Uh, I, I, you know what? At this point, again, because he's Master P and he has, he's got uh, WCW money. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I, I assume it's electric. It's an electric gold tank. Okay, he had it retrofitted. Say, she takes premium, dude. <laughs> premium, dude. Sorry. Also on the Ring of Honor show, Minoru Suzuki defeated Rhett Titus for the uh, World Television Championship, giving Suzuki his first U.S. title ever. Well, I mean, good for Suzuki. And I, man, that if you want a way to get me to watch a Rhett Titus match, this is it. Uh, <laughs> I still don't know if I'm going to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen Suzuki beat up uh, a lot better in in, in shorter time, but mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, good for uh, good for old Murder Grandpa getting that gold. Wheeler Yuta defeated Josh Woods, become the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, and also got finally announced as All Elite. Which was shocking because I thought he had already been – I thought he had already gotten the graphic. I, I think he'd been signed, but he hadn't gotten the graphic. Um, oh. But yeah, Utes clearly on a full-time deal now. 
uh, Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Utes had a hell of a week, as we'll try to talk about. I'm, I'm looking now. We're, we're approaching the hour mark, which I know yeah. is your, your well, watershed for all this. But we'll, we'll try skim. To, we'll skim. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try to dig into all that. Um, that was a good match, uh, Josh Woods and Wheeler Yuta, but the crowd was absolutely wiped at this point. Yeah. This was a four-hour show. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the main event was Jonathan Gresham against Bandito. Bandito had Chavo Guerrero Jr. in his corner. Uh, this was a good match, but I don't think it needed to go as long as it did. I went about 30, 35, and I think mm. it could have been easily 20, 25. Yeah. Uh, especially towards the end of the match. They were doing you know back and forth forearms, and I don't think they were just selling how tired they were. Right. Reach exceeded the grasp, but uh, the finishing stretch was killer. Okay. Um, one thing that I thought was very interesting was this, one of the sub stories of the match beyond what was happening in the ring is Chava was trying to cheat for uh, Bandito. And whenever Bandito would notice it, he'd get pissed off. So he actually had Paul Turner throw out Chava Guerrero. <laughs> he had him throw out his own manager. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Gresham ends up winning. He is the unified Ring of Honor world champion. Jay Lethal comes out to be the first one to challenge him, uh, goes full heel, says, you know, no one would know who Gresham was if it wasn't for me. Uh, Sanjay Dutt runs out again to try to to speak some sense. Sanjay Dutt then turns around and attacks Gresham. <laughs> so Sanjay, I guess, is going to be the heel manager for uh, okay. Jay Lethal. Out comes Lee Moriarty. He tries to make the save. Unable to do so, Jay Lethal grabs the Ring of Honor world titles, holds them up, then all of a sudden... This new Mikey Ruckus joint hits. Sounds like a Janet Jackson song from 1989. <laughs> I believe they're going for Godzilla theme. Okay. Straight up now, tell me, is it going to be Joey Samoe? And uh, fucking uh, right, it was. <laughs> as Joseph Kubert Samoe makes his return to Ring of Honor. Is it Kubert or Cuthbert? <laughs> Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Okay. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joey Samoe <laughs> comes out. Samoa Joe. He's officially all elite. Crowd loses their mind, uh, tries to go after Lethal, um, and of course, this tells this multi generational story because uh, Joe mentored Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal right. mentored uh, Gresham. Gresham. Um, Lethal bails. Sanjay Dutt's left in the ring. So Samoa Joe, because it's what he does, goes, Oh, it's an authority figure. It is yeah. time to choke him out. <laughs> yeah. Chokes him out. And uh, uh, Gresham and Samoa Joe are, you know, looking to each other and showing respect uh, as the show fades to black. It was a hell of a show. It was very, yeah. very good, incredibly watchable. And I just want to take a moment to also give a lot of credit to Ian Riccoboni and uh, Caprice Coleman, Coleman, who were great on the call all night long. Um, something I noticed that they did, which is was a little different. I could see some people being irritated by it, but I kind of liked it. In the beginning of matches, when it was slower working through, you know, opening chain wrestling and that sort of thing, yeah. they almost took like a golf commentary approach. I I did notice that, yeah, and I liked it. I, I thought it was a it was an interesting quirk to their commentary. And also, props to Caprice Coleman for finding a way to make pop culture references in a way that didn't sound like Mara Ranallo. <laughs> I mean, Mara's the 
best slash worst at it. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Simultaneous <laughs> best and worst. <laughs> to this day that, uh, you know, talk about tweets that live in your head rent free. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mar- uh, screen cap Mario Ronaldo yelling. It's just all caps. Shades of Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> he crashes and burns into a table uh, oh boy um but yeah great show uh and please uh, t- uh tk i know i already said sign to briscoe sign ian and, and caprice they they yeah. are a great deal yeah um and, and they make things feel different uh props though to uh ian riccoboni because for the very first time he got to be the guy who got to right before the main event just start yelling over the dynamite intro (laughs) saying wednesday night on tbs (laughs) this is what we're gonna be seeing folks (laughs) yeah he was not as harried as uh excalibur is though so yeah no excalibur uh you know i feel like he could give the micro machines man a run for his money he's getting crazy good at it too yeah Uh, he he can hold his you know he can he can say a lot of words on one breath yes yes he can but aew this week you know what i'll hit the button again AEW this week had a hell of a show, arguably one of the best in-ring television shows they've ever had. Yeah, um, the, the matches were great. It was just a big disparity between the matches and the, the talking segments, I think. Yes, yes. Um, CM Punk defeated Max Caster at the top of the show. Caster had himself a good rap. Of course, there was a reference to Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, and Hunter uh, Biden. And Hunter Biden, because what the hell? Why not? Punk ends up piss everybody off. (laughs) Punk ends up winning with the Anaconda Vice. uh, And after the match, um, Tony Schiavone comes out and uh, they have a quick back and forth about uh, (laughs) about um, Punk making this gesture around his his waist as of late, proving Tony Schiavone may be a shoot idiot. Um, <laughs> Even Punk was like, "Come on, Tony, you know better than that." Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, I got this spare tire around my waist. I'm trying to get rid of it. I was, I was uh, soliciting for a personal trainer. Um, but uh, Punk cut a really great promo here, talking about how he has gray in his beard and he's gonna have more before he leaves. He's got scar in his forehead. He's got more before he leaves. Yeah. But the one thing's for sure: before he leaves, he's gonna be world champion. So. I, yeah. I, I thought that was that that felt almost Dusty Rhodes esque. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that little bit there. Uh, John Moxley defeated Jay Lethal, noted Sex Pest, in a great match. Um, Very good pro wrestling match. Yes, I, I know we talk a lot of shit about uh, Jay Lethal having all of the skills, but none of the emotion. Having someone as dynamic as John Moxley in the ring against him, who apparently is working with a hurt hamstring, by the way. Jesus. Um, I, I think that helped a lot. Basically, Mox can emote for two, and it showed yeah. here. Um, I still think, however, the lethal injection is the dumbest finishing move in wrestling because you can reverse it by stepping to the left. Right. And you, and you see it coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, Mox ended up just catching it and putting it into a bulldog choke. Yeah. Um, but uh, Paradigm Shift gets the win. Very, very good match there. Uh, talking about good matches, one that punched far above its weight class, FTR carrying the gun club to the match of the lifetime for both of those guys. <laughs> uh, I, I was shocked by how much I enjoyed that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Gun Club are solid enhancement. Yeah. Uh, I don't see them being anything ever more than that, despite Billy's insistence of having them on screen and interference in their matches. Um, But yeah, no, this was a a very enjoyable match where, you know, the I guess they're both technically bad guys. But, you know, the bad guys you wanted to see get their faces punched, got their faces punched. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. So very, very nice. Also in the middle of the match, uh, in what felt like the most WWF attitude era angle since the attitude era, uh, Wardlow enters the arena and, uh, ends up, uh, battling a bunch of security detail. Uh, yeah. He murdered that one guy. That first guy yeah. just threw into a fucking trash can on his neck. Cause like, yeah, good, buddy. yeah. Uh, Wardlow came off like a massive superstar in that bit. Yep. So, uh, yep. Very, very cool. Uh, Jericho and the Appreciation Society had a whole to do where they were talking shit backstage. They once again did the curtain check, except for this time, Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful were behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, turned into a brawl, which went out into the crowd. Uh, eventually, the numbers game got the most of Proud and Powerful and Kingston, which means they need two more. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. Wheeler Yuta continued. Well, actually, this is where his week of awesome things started, I guess. Yeah, fair. Having an incredible match with Brian Danielson. I mean, having it's kind of crazy that in the year of our Lord, 2022, you had CM Punk, Brian Danielson and John Moxley all on matches on AEW on the same AEW show. Yeah. And, and they were all, all decent to, to great. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but this match between Yuta and the best of the three. Yeah. And Danielson star making match. For sure. Yuta. I mean, he came in having chance, meaning what they've been doing the past few weeks worked. But fucking, I don't know if Yuta had decided I'm not taking my allergy pills today or what, as he hawked the biggest, thickest Ugh. loogie in the Ugh. face of Danielson. And, yeah. uh, and of course, led to uh, uh, a I'm bunch of face uh, kicks to the face. Yeah. And uh, LaBelle Locke gets the win. Uh, but. I think we're going to see a lot more Utes and Danielson in the near future. Yes, in the same ring, one way or another. Undisputed Elite had their championship celebration, including Kyle O'Reilly sucking terribly on the mic. I don't know what having a stroke. There. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, if it was supposed to be comedic, I didn't find it funny. Um, no, it was, no, it was bad. Um, but this really just was a way to get the belts all back to their appropriate owners because yep. uh jungle boy luchasaurus christian cage and hangman adam page all interfered including hangman busting out that tesla with horns again so it's a beaut it is a beaut I'm, I'm, I, hey i'm just saying if that aew toy line needs accessories there you go <laughs> pop rides edition hangman in his <laughs> tesla with yep. horns yep there you go we had the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Qualifier as noted needle mover The Bunny. Yeah. Was going against a mystery opponent, a debut, and it turned out to be Tony Storm to the Hell delight yeah. of roughly 10,000 fans on OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Storm looked great here yeah. uh, on every meaning of that yes, turn of phrase. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and hits the Storm Zero to win and qualify um, based off of what we saw on Rampage, which was jamie hater qualifying over sky blue in the most athletic match aew's put on ever <laughs> uh i hope we are getting tony storm against jamie hater in the owen 
Yeah, I mean, you know, just just load it with pogs. You yes. know, I'm sure uh, maybe Owen was a big fan of pogs, so that's, that's <laughs> P A W G S, not P O G S. Owen uh, liked Although both of them. I'm pretty sure Owen had some solid slammers back in the yes. day. Yes. And by that, you still mean P-A-W-G-S. Right? I do. Yeah, I do. okay. Yes. Then the main event was Andrade El Idolo against Darby Allen, a.k.a. Andrade just mercs Darby Allen for 10 minutes until the show goes off the air. Big beefy Mexican beats up emo child. Andrade's put on a shit ton of muscle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got underlined here because he looked ridiculously yoked against yep, Darby. Sure did. Um, awesome brawl. Awesome match. Sick bumps. Yep. Including Darby taking the ugliest stair bump I've ever seen. Did not look fun. Uh, Andrade looked like a beast. Andrade ended up getting the win. Yes, it was due to interference and ridiculousness with the the AFO and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But um, I I thought this rolled. And yep. I'm big glad fan. Andrade got a big main event win. Uh, turns <laughs> into a big storyline beat for next week, though. Uh, because we're going to have a tables match with Butcher and the Blade against the Hardys okay. on Dynamite. Then over on the Rampage, uh, we had Young Bucks versus Top Flight kick off the show, which ruled. Just what good. I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these guys can have all the matches now and forever. I'm totally cool with it. Um, we had the six-man tag with House of Black absolutely murking Fuego. And uh, Uno and Grayson, hopefully still more of uh, Dark Order and House of Black in the near future, please. Um, aforementioned Jamie Hayter defeating Sky Blue. We had a Chris Statlander promo uh, where she explained why she's all gothy and weird now. Yep. Uh, and we had Keith Lee and Ricky Starks have a real awesome – or not Ricky Starks. Uh, well, Powerhouse. Powerhouse Hobbs have pa- pa- an awesome, powerhouse. awesome, awesome match, which was – Big meaty man slapping me. Which is there really is. all you need. Amen, brother. Uh, Amen. Up to and including Keith Lee doing the Beal on Hobbs. And yeah. Getting some decent air and distance on yep. that big, big boy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that, was, uh, that match was a lot of fun. Um, the, the promo segment with Mark Henry was, you know, kind of great to see three very large uh, uh, beefy black men just having a, having a time on national TV. You love to see it. And yeah. they were, uh, the match was awesome. Uh, you know, Ricky got involved. Swerve came down, as, as one would expect. Um, who got – Swerve got put through the table, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. I believe you're yeah. right. Yeah, like um, gut first, not yeah. like through his back either. Yeah, but also uh, a lot more of the uh, of the Team Taz uh, Keith Lee swerve feud, please. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, more of Ricky Starks beating motherfuckers up with a shoe, please. <laughs> yes, yes, that too, <laughs> that too. So goddamn good, dynamite this Wednesday. FTR in the Bucks round two, as we talked about the tables match, and Adam Cole versus Christian Cage, which could be a sneaky banger. If you will. And of course, Sneaky Banger is the name of my favorite British porn. <laughs> somebody just somebody just, you know, walks around with a sausage and sticks it up somebody's ass. Sneaky banger. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. <laughs> is that the sequel to Peaky Blinders? Sneaky Banger. <laughs> 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The WWE Network is a quantum leap in professional wrestling viewership capability and technology, which is why the WWE Network is proud to launch the night following WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania 31. That's right, the entire WrestleMania 31 card streams live, watches the tag team champions Stephanie McMahon and Ginger Mahal take on The Undertaker and Jim Ross Hell's Bell's Palsy, watch one half of Dolph Ziggler replaced with robotic legs fight against Ryback's head. Watch Kane take on the returning Scotty Too Hottie, the new women's champion, with special guest referee Kurt Angle. What will nefarious Raw GM Matt Hardy do as CM Punk returns to shake off that heroin addiction that he developed from his time off? At long last, Titus O'Neil has his match with Darren Young we've all been waiting for. But what a switch. It's actually Titus that's gay. And Daniel Bryan still doesn't have the WWE Championship. It's WrestleMania 31, streaming live from the future the night after WrestleMania 30. And JTG still isn't wrestling, but has a job. Celebrate, yeah!